0: Uh, to walk this Christian walk out. First, I would say I, would, I want you to believe in what God has promised. And if we can go to John 10 and 10, I want you to go there, John 10 and 10 on your phones or in your Bibles and your books. I would ask you to consider believing what God has promised. Consider this is like a spiritual bank account when you uh, believe what God has promised, that you have uh, failed to remember the PIN number because you don't use it often enough. Is everybody there? I'm not there yet. I'm waiting for my screen. John 10 and 10. What has he promised us? And that says, The thief coming not but to steal, kill, and destroy. But I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly so the abundant life this is something that he's promised he's telling you that telling Joshua he's telling his people that you're going to receive this land but you got to go take it but I am uh, uh, guaranteeing you abundant life and so if we believe what he has said to us and I want to go to Ephesians also Ephesians 1 through 3 I want to give you these uh, scriptures because I want you to be able to meditate on this it's so very important uh so he has promised you abundant life in this life and it says, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Got that it? Good. Meditate on it. All right, and then one more. God has blessed us so that the enemies, the enemies and the present giants, so God has given us this, this, these promises, right? He gives us these promises, and then we say, okay, it sounds great. I like it. I want to go after it. And as soon as you begin to go after it, you come to find that the devil, because he's on his job. Right. He does what he does. Well, right. And so he presents these giants in front of you. And he says, hey, Elder Johnny, I need you to go do this. I want you to talk and I want you to speak this word, this prophetic word to this brother. And he says, well, let me look at his face. I know Elder Johnny wouldn't do that, but he looks at his face. and He says, you know what? He he don't really look friendly. He don't look like somebody I would talk to the enemy is very good at what he does i don't want you to be fooled that he's been doing this he's a master deceiver so best believe you will find that you will have opposition when you are given what you're told to do and then uh god has given you the promise that you will be successful at it and then you have the opportunity to go forward or let the giants in your face distract you from doing what he says and do not Let it be your own self. Don't let it be in your own mind that you stop yourself from doing. We've done that before. But don't let those giants come up against you what he has called you to do. Because if it's God, and you always know it's God, because it doesn't line up with what you want to do all the time. When you know it's God, go after it. I think about the things that I have been afraid of in my life, many things. And I have just went out and did it because I was like, you know, if it doesn't, if it's going to kill me, this is going to be the day. I remember going through the uh the, the chief initiation and they wanted me to get into water and I I'm sorry, black people, I was a stereotype about that and I did not know how to swim. I could float for five minutes, but uh they told me they hey say, Sam, get into the water. Now I had a, a life jacket, so I had a little bit more confidence, but I'm super scared because I'm thinking this water is gonna be freezing and I don't know if this life jacket fits. I feel like a fat guy in a little coat because it was not the right size. So I was like, bumping. Now, all my, my counterparts swim like fish, no problem. And I said, I hope somebody remembers me. So you know what I did? I was the first one to jump. That was a smart thing to do. Like, hey, if I'm struggling, Corey, maybe somebody can help me out. So I jumped in first without even hesitation. And they was like, this brother must know how to swim. <laughs> no, I did not. But I floated. Praise the Lord, I floated. But I was not going to allow what I was not able to do and not trust the men that they said they would take care of me. And so I stepped out of it. And I remember another time being afraid to run. I hate Well, I guess I hated running. But I remember the summer, I just was like, you know what? I'm just going to go hard after it. I'm going to do it until I stop hating it. And I, I don't know if you guys ever did running. What you, or you feel it's runner's high. But it is a, such a beautiful thing. I mean, I'm like, you get headaches when you stop. But I mean, when you're just running on the street and you breathe normally, I was like, good God, I could run for miles. I didn't try the uh, marathon, but I just love that runner's high. So now I don't hate it anymore because I know there's nothing to fear. And those are just some small examples. But believe what God has promised and then go after it. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Go to Psalms 23 and uh, 4, please. Psalms 23 and 4. He will not forsake you. And it says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff that comfort me, but for thou art with me is what I want to focus on. And if you have uh, ever read Psalms 23, I love Psalms 23, because this is David talking, and he's giving acknowledgement to God, what he loved about him. But if you read it, it says, he does this. He does this. He does this. He does this. And then he gets to the fourth verse. And what does he say? He took it off the screen. Come on. What did he say? (laughs) Put it back up there. He says, for thou art with me. He made it personal. He made it personal in that moment that he wanted you to know that he is with me now. No matter what I'm going through, he is with me right now. He is with me right now. He saw all these wonderful things about him that he did this and he's able to do that and he can do this. But he says that thou art with me present day, tomorrow, yesterday. But he is with me. So if he's with me and he's told me to go do something and, he, and who else? He says, for God, if God be for us, who can be against us? It sounds good. We meditated on it. It's in our brain. But when it's time to walk it out, there's a hesitation Because we haven't really put it inside of our hearts. And maybe that's just me. Maybe that has nothing to do with you. And you guys are excelling at everything that God has told you to do. And praise the Lord if you do. But if there's one, we'll have an altar call. And we'll come pray about that. Number two, I want you to obey what he says. If we can go to John 11 and 21, obey the commandments. He's told you what he wants you to do. He's told you the promises that you're going to have when you do the things that he has called you to do. Now it is time, like I said, for you to walk it out. Walk it out. Walk it out. Obey what he has said. And this is all being being courageous on this Christian walk. It's to believe what God has promised you and then obey what he says. And he says, he, has, he that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he... It is that loveth me and he that loveth me shall be loved of my father and I will love him and I will manifest myself to him. I like what Sister Sharida had said earlier about being a friend of God. I was thinking about it that uh, there was a, a song, a song that we used to sing. We learned from Elder Johnny and Diane. When we was in the prison ministry and one of the verses said, I would gladly give all to be a servant or a slave, but I am overwhelmed that you would call me friend. It sounds personal. It sounds like I belong to somebody, that somebody loves to claim me. And for somebody that loves to claim me, I want to I wanna be a part. I want to please that person. And who better than God? Who, a God who can guarantee that he won't be fickle and he won't wake up the next morning not like you because you get on his nerves or you've been snoring too loud or you didn't pay me back. It is a God. This is God we're talking about. Obey his commands. I think about this captain when he was talking to the Coast Guard. The Coast Guard commanded him um, go back to the ship. Get back on board. Run your run to ground, run to ground procedures. Because as a captain... He was qualified. He had to go through some scenarios so that he could be qualified to run the ship. And his position was that um, he would have to do everything that he did to save the souls on board. And the Coast Guard, when I was listening to the uh, the uh, recorded message between him and it was in it was in French, but they was, um, you know, had the subtitles. Thank you. It was translating. He said he gave him like three excuses why he could not get back to the ship, which I thought was amazing. Well, then I did not think it was amazing. I thought it's typical of us, right? Get back to the ship. And then the Coast Guard asked him, are you refusing to do what I say? Are you refusing my orders to get back to the ship? And he gave him. And it was so funny to me to say I fell in a lifeboat. That's what he said. I was like, wow, I fell into a lifeboat. What more? You know, how can you be more cowardice? But it's a fearful thing. And we like to have self-preservation, right? We don't always want to go to the we don't want to go running into the fire. We don't want to be the ones responsible. But he you listen to what I'm saying. He was qualified for these procedures. He was qualified for the trouble to be prepared that when trouble come, he has a he has a way of a process that he could take care of it. Qualified. So has not God done the same for us. He said that when you face trouble that you can you can lean on me. He told you that I have prepared a place for you so you don't have to worry about your retirement. He told you that he would take care of you. He said that he would fight your battles and you're still worrying about what weapon you're going to use. He has already qualified you. He just wants you to go. He wants you to walk it out. Be there. I love what he said that uh he calls. It uh, was someone that said he qualifies. He calls the qualified, but he actually, he, he, uh qualifies the call so that means that chris chris you might just get qualified on your way to what he has called you to do your purpose may uh your when you are walking into the purpose that you get your qualifications you get those those uh credentials that you need when you get there that's a scary place but that's where faith comes in right but that's what I love. But he had, he had, he was qualified, this captain, to do what he had to do. And if he, had he done what he had done, who knows? Maybe those thirty-two souls would have still been alive. But he was more concerned about himself. Oak Harbor is waiting for us to run those procedures. Oak Harbor is waiting for us to do, Lord God, what we have been qualified to do—to talk to them and share with them, to live it in front of them, so that they can know that it is safe to be on board. With God. Amen. And finally, my last note I want to say study is study what he has written. And this is right here in Joshua, in the seventh verse. If you could pull that up. Study what has been written. It says, Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right or to the left that thou mayest prosper. Whithersoever thou goest, and if I can paraphrase for best results, follow the instructions. <laughs> to do what he has written, he is doing what he's saying. Walk it out. Prove this word. We see here we see it all the time. See if God will fail you. Let me tell you, if I don't, you don't hear nothing else. He has a great reputation. He cannot fail. Over and over again, he has not failed. And when you look at your life, you say, I didn't like this about my life. And I don't know why he brought me through this thing or why he brought me through this thing. Because he has never failed. He'll bring you through. Believe it. I'm a witness. The witnesses are in this house. That's why you're here. Because he has a flawless reputation about taking care of you. But all you have to do is study this word and prove this word out. Live it out. Some people will be in awe that you take the word literally, you walk it out, but absolutely do it. So that you know that the word is true, and the people that are watching you, the people that are, have seen you walk it out, can know that this cat he knows what he's doing. But glory and, glory and honor belongs to God, Brother Ron. This what the word say. I'm just following after word. If this is the word say, do it, and this is God directing me, I gotta do it because it wasn't a suggestion in Exodus it's in again in Deuteronomy it says the 10 what? You sure it don't say suggestions? Are you sure? Is it you sure it doesn't say considerations? It says 10 commandments. And it's for it's for our benefit. It's not something that he's restricting us from. He has given us a freedom to live through. But when we look at it in a way that oh, he is restricted me from doing what he's saying, he wants you to live. And what does he want you to live? The abundant life. It's what he promised to us. So study what he has written. Captain, he had a job to do, even if it meant going down with the ship that he could possibly die. He had been given all this training, like I said before, and he chose the cowardice way to go out. And then lives were lost because of it. I suffice to say, I don't want anybody to fall because they have seen my walk, my Christian walk. And they said, if that's the way that we serve Jesus, I don't don't think I want to serve God at all. I had a brother that told me that uh, he had been witnessing on deployment uh, this whole six months. He had six months to witness to this one brother. And uh, not to say that this was uh, going to destroy the witness because I don't know all the circumstances. But he said that he was enticed by a a young lady to go to the club with him. And he had been telling her, no, no, I'm not going to go. And then one time that he goes to the club with this girl, there's that guy. He said, oh, this is what we do telling me why i can't go but now you hear right with me okay christian he said it slapped him in the face because he knew and not saying that going to the club does does not make you a christian but when your light is shining like apostle said it gets a little dim when you're not walking out what he has told you to do and we need our lights to be bright we need to shine them. And I remember I was, I was preaching a sermon about letting your light so shine. And uh, one of the brothers, he was like, I said, let your little light shine. And he's like, I got to tell you, Pastor Simon, this is not, <laughs> that is not right. We have big lights because we have a great big God. And I was like, thank you. I need to correct myself. Elder Peter, had to correct myself because I, I, I totally agree. Don't be like this, Kaplan Shatino. That you have the opportunity God has put you in a position to reach certain souls, to evangelize, to be a light to those in this city. And then when the rubber hits the road, you, you, you bail out. You get into the life raft because you want to save yourself. But you, it wasn't you that got, you can't save yourself. Somebody brought you to church. Somebody witnessed to you. How does that look like when you get saved and, And everybody's looking at you. I can just imagine how awkward that was on that lifeboat. (laughs) You the captain? What are you doing here? Let's get back on that. You a Christian? What are you doing here? This is not where Christians hang out. Oh, I'm trying to reach some souls. God is sitting me here. I'm having a good time sipping them a drink and smoking a little something. something. What are you doing here? Wait till they, wait till they come out the club and talk to them. Wait till they get out that line, that weed line and you come and talk to them. Wait till they come back to their car. Wait till they stop sneaking in the middle of the night. If God have you up in the middle of the night praying, then you can talk to them, but don't let your light be dim. I love how Apostle said last week that somebody is waiting on you to get in position. And again, I want to reiterate, somebody is waiting for you. The captain should have been at that helm doing what he was supposed to do so that he could save as many lives as he could. Shouldn't have been playing around either, but that's another thing for another day. So let us stand. And if that's where you feel it, if you've received anything from this message Believe that what God has promised, do what he says, obey what he says, and then study what he has written. Be courageous. Be the change that you want to see, God wants us to be. And if you need prayer, if you're feeling a little bit cowardice like Captain Shatino, and you've been in some areas where you know that you were in the lifeboat and you should have been in the helm, at the helm of the ship, you're not alone. I've been there. I'll be the first to tell you, but I like it better when I'm doing what God has told me to do, because on a lifeboat, it's not a comfortable place. I think I'm safe, but no longer I'm safe. He got 20 years and he was responsible for all those deaths. That is no light thing to have. And of course. He was no longer qualified to do what he was um, trained to do. And I don't want to be taken out like that. I don't want to be I don't want my qualifications pulled after I've put so much time and effort in in the training. I've been walking with God for a little while, but I would hate to just throw that all the way because I just want to salvage what I think is what is important. He said, if you lose your life, you shall, you shall gain it. And I don't want to, I don't want to try to salvage what I think is important because I'm scared that he's going to, he's not going to give me this abundant life. So that's you. If you need prayer, come on up. And if you want to stay at your seats, that's fine too, because I'm going to pray for you. That we will be courageous in this year. We will be courageous and we will make it a part of our lifestyle.